Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs and it is November the 12th and uh, beautiful weather out there. And uh, it's going up to, I think, like 10 degrees and 12 degrees tomorrow. It was a beautiful day yesterday. Lots of wind though. So probably blew all the leaves off the trees or a bunch of them and needles everywhere. I know I got pine cones everywhere. I got to find out, I got this little squirrel and uh, he keeps chewing all the new growth on my spruce trees and piling it. Like I got, he's chewing off all these like two or three inch chunks of, uh, of branches. I have no idea. And uh, lots of pine cones. He's piling them up everywhere. So I'm not sure what he's doing. I guess he's getting ready for winter. I'm not sure why he's doing that. My wife feeds him more than, uh, than he could ever eat. So, uh, but I guess he's he's stocking up just in case he's going to have buddies over. Anyways, we are getting ready to uh, get into this season of fall, winter, gardening. Lots of indoor stuff will be going on. So if you have any questions regarding um, your houseplants or bulbs or any of that fun stuff, poinsettias will be arriving this coming week. Our Christmas greens are arriving tomorrow, so looking forward to that. Start doing the custom pots and all that, the porch pots for the winter, which is great. Looking forward to that. And uh, But with this weather, if you have procrastinated and that early snow that we did get kind of set you back a little bit, you can obviously still plant bulbs. I think we still have some available, or if you bought them and they're sitting in the corner by the door, you never got them out. Perfect day to get out there and do that. The ground has cooled off perfectly, so great day to plant some bulbs and uh, hose your trees. After that wind yesterday, all the needles and and old leaves hopefully got blown off, blown off, not blown off, <laughs> blown off your tree, and uh, so it's good to get out with the broom and sweep up all that stuff, clean it up and, uh, and maybe just hose your spruce trees down, hose all your evergreens down, give them one last good little shot of water before freeze up. Cause it looks like we get some good weather this week and then it's going to cool off a bit. Kind of minus five is the high next week. So let's, uh, let's get a bit of moisture into the ground. And if you have cedars or a Calgary boxwood, or any of those tender evergreens, even the junipers. It's perfect opportunity to plant wilt or spray wilt proof onto your evergreens. And wilt proof is an anti-desiccant, and I like to call it the lip balm for your plants. So let's give our evergreens a little spotted, give them the good hosing down, a little we call it a hydro shower, give them a nice washing down, get inside, give it a little bit of pressure nozzle like a little massage for the branches, knock off any of the loose needles and dirt in there. And uh, let's get them ready for winter. And and same with your cedars. We had a, a customer down at the store yesterday. She They had a couple big cedars and they had birds nesting in the middle of them and they had some of the brown needles on the inside. And cedars are very similar to the spruce. They They go through that annual needle shed or Every two or three year needle shed. This year's been a little bit more for a lot of our trees. So 
um, just get in, clean that stuff out, give everything a good hosing down, and uh, apply wilt proof if you'd want at this time for any of that kind of thing. And if you do happen to have critter problems, such as rabbits and deer or any of that kind of thing, too bad to use on work on uh, beavers. Man, those guys can chew like crazy. Um, I would, uh, now's a great time to apply your Bobex. Um, it's a perfect day for it. Nice and warm today. Hose everything down first, let it dry off. Um, give everything a good spray with the with the Bobex, and uh, that will keep the critters from chewing up the branches. And if, if they're really bad, you might want to look at uh, pounding in a few stakes. And we do have the deer netting that's a nice and high, six feet high. If you get those T-bar posts, you can pound those in the ground, sort of create a triangle around your evergreens, so like three or four feet out, so they can't reach over top. And uh, that would be great for... Um, protection of your new shrubs and and plants if they're tender and you have the rabbits and that going in. But I think Mother Nature is definitely like I live in an older neighborhood and the rabbits have been, uh, we have the bobcats have moved in to help um, keep the rabbits at bay. And uh, so, which is, which is good. You know, it's sort of the, the cycle of life and and uh, they were going crazy for a while, so it's uh, it's good. The bobcats all of a sudden get uh, population. Yeah, Mother Nature adjusts, and and it's good. It's good. So, anyways, all that kind of fun stuff. Lots of good stuff to do in the garden still. Mulching your plants after you water in. Mulch, put some good mulch around them. Wintermen, if you have soil on your beds, um, it's a great opportunity to put sea soil, any of the compost, um, things like that. If you want to add that into the soil at this time and then water it in again after that, it, it just it puts the nutrients in there for the for the spring. So you spread it all out now, water it in well, and then first thing in the spring, all you have to do is, uh, is just mix it in and you're ready to go. And you, it saves you a bit of time in the springtime and it's nice and dry right now. So it's perfect opportunity to amend your beds and... Uh, yeah, and our our Christmas store is pretty much in full force. It's all ready to go, and uh, <clears throat> Suzanne and her team have done a beautiful job of uh, of setting up the Christmas twenty twenty three at Spruce It Up. So if you get a chance to come down to visit, it is the Christmas market season. So if you're heading out to all the different Christmas markets. Uh, all over the place, the Millerville, and I know Saskatoon Farm South of us have one going, and and uh, everybody has them going. And and don't forget, if you have kids, our Santa event is December the 9th and 10th. You don't have to be a kid. Actually, we've had lots of uh, couples come in. They're newly engaged, haven't had the kids yet, but they want a nice picture with Santa and the reindeer. And unfortunately, we don't do pets. Um, the reindeer. They're not used to having uh, dogs and things around them, and they don't uh, react that great. So we just don't want to see uh, little Fido get uh, <coughs> get taken out by Rudolph. Would not be good, and plus it's, it could create some danger. So we don't allow any pets, even on the property. Um, they, they're very sensitive to that, the smell. 
of a of an animal and they feel threatened so again you can you can uh book that on eventbrite and we're looking like we're trying to do we're going to do a toy drive um as well as food bank hopefully and for our, for our charities of choice this year so um we're going to try and uh fill up a truck with some tr- bunch of toys and uh and go from there so looking forward to that all our finding details will be out um on on all our events come up and lots of workshops yesterday uh we had a group of uh people in doing a terrarium workshop which was awesome they looked like they're having a blast and and kudos to our team and everyone who attended i love that they took um we had the remembrance day ceremony playing right here on 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 uh, am 770 and it was nice that we had uh and i guess not just am 770 we're qr calgary now not the same but we had the remembrance day and they all stopped to uh recognize the the moment of silence and uh so very well done and glad everyone had lots of fun with that so have a look we have a bunch of uh workshops coming up like the arrangements and gnomes and and uh grinch trees all kinds of fun stuff so look to that to sign up for that if you want to do any workshops yeah there's all kinds of things going on and the weather's been great we've been able to put everything away and uh we put uh i got our new greenhouse up and going for next spring a new perennial house so all kinds of things it's been a great uh fall for us being able to get a lot of chores done and got the last bit of our tree planting even sent our crew out we had a couple customers in buying trees last week we were still able to go out and plant trees for them so which was great so it was uh it's been good so with this weather get to be able to tidy up a lot of things that uh sometimes get left at this time of year and hopefully you all were able to do that as well and also i'm going to take a quick break but if you'd like to join me phone lines are wide open and you can call me at 403-974-8255 love to take your calls and you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I have to clear my throat. I'm kind of laughing. I got a text. It was kind of funny. <clears throat> Had Mark out for a quote. He's still a mice man after three years. Thanks for the contact. Uh, so thanks terry for that that's funny um i'll pass that on to mark and uh i'm sure you'll get a kick of it yeah he's a pretty good guy he's uh still out there having some fun so it's uh great to have him as part of our team he's leading the the pruned up division out there so totally awesome and also a couple more texts and again if you'd like to join me phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 um any questions regarding your amaryllis or trees or whatever you got you can either text with pictures or give me a call and text me either way you like we're there for you 403-974-8255 and also got a quick text here love your show should we water our nine bark and rose bushes planted this past summer 
Absolutely, Evelyn. Um, it is dry right now. Definitely, I would I would definitely water them in and uh, add a bit of moisture to them. And if you can, a little bit of mulch or a little bit of sea soil or something over top and then water them in again. It, uh, and if you get any snow, especially newly planted things, you, you want to water them a few times um, up until freeze up. So this week, it still looks pretty decent, so we should be able to water one or two more times. But yeah, just slow, deep watering, water those in so those root balls just stay nice and frozen. And your nine bark should do really good, and the rose bushes as well. But when we do get this dry um, fall like this, it, it, it's, it's good and bad. Like it, it gives us great opportunity to get a lot of those chores done, those winter tasks that we like maybe got put off. Um, but it also enables us to water them in, get things done up, any loose branches that are falling, good time to tidy those up. You have your pruners out with you and, and give them a good washing down. They like it just like you enjoy a nice shower, refreshing, gets the dust off. Um, that's perfect for your plants. They really enjoy that as well. Like they just, they appreciate it and it gets them, um, put away for, for the winter and, and I, I did plant a bunch of uh, uh, nine barks, Carl Foresters, and I and I planted um, the uh, the columnar green spruce. So I'm, I'm I'm hoping that the North Pole spruce. I'm hoping that they do well. They're they're one that I'm hoping are going to help um, be a bit of a replacement for a cedars because I find the cedars they're pretty, they're. They're not quite, and they're kind of a hit and miss. Like once you go a little bit north, you get into red deer, they can grow cedars a lot more than we can, even in olds. Um, I was up there this week. My wife and I went up to visit my son. He's in the olds college um, horticulture program. So we went up there and he gave us a tour of the grounds and the greenhouse. And uh, it was this, it's great to see all the, all the kids and nine kids are all young adults actually. And, uh, and they're all in the horticulture and it was good. They have a landscape pavilion where they actually learn how to lay the bricks, hey, lay the retaining walls, all that stuff. It's all indoors so they can do it throughout the winter. So it was great again to see that. And it always amazed me. There was a, a stand of some hundred year old crab apples that were, this they look phenomenal. They need a little bit of pruning, so hopefully the arborist team will be out there and they can uh, maybe get the kids to get the students to give them a little bit of pruning. But man, they look good, and uh, yeah, just great to see. It's just interesting. Everybody's engaged, and it's great seeing all the young people taking in that knowledge. And uh, and again, thanks to my son Derek for for taking the time and giving us a tour. And uh, showing us all the plants and the things that, that that they're doing up there. So great facility up there. And uh, yeah, great for Alberta. And lots of international students um, coming in all over the place. So it's, uh, it's pretty interesting. It's good to see it thriving as well as it is up there. And all right. And I do have a caller online. I'm going to take... Terry. Good morning, Terry. Hello, Merle. Hey, Terry. How can I help you? Well, uh, as you see from the pictures, I just had some patio work put in, and okay. I was wondering if there's a grass seed that will 
sit in the ground and be okay over winter. Um, a few of them would, but I, on, I'd be honest with you. I would just wait till spring. It's not going to yeah. do anything yeah. until 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 spring, anyways. And uh-huh. it just saves getting blown away or washed away or yeah. birds eat it or whatever, you know. Yeah, well, so, I would break it into the turf there, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. you, you oh. could definitely. Most of the grass seeds are fine with that. If oh. if you want to do that, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that that is totally fine to do that. I'm just trying to find your oh, here. Our oh, call but have sent a reference. Yeah, I didn't. The pictures didn't come tr- in, unfortunately. Oh. oh. But uh, I've sent a couple of pictures. I got your text, but the pictures yeah, the, didn't. The, uh, the pictures. Yeah, didn't the come. pictures. Yeah, they didn't send for some for oh. some reason. So. If you maybe. maybe try to resend those, we'll I, see if they that are. That was probably on my end. <laughs> yeah, no worries. But anyway, uh, and I also yeah. have a, a mayday tree that I've been cutting back over the last five years. Yeah. Because it has black knot. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I'm just going to have to get rid of it if it doesn't come back next year without growth. I've cut it down from like 35 feet to about six feet, eight. Yeah, no, you're it's and plus you're trying to contain something that wants to be fifty feet, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it when you keep try and keep something and the, the black knot and unfortunately the May Day and once it gets in there, it, it's nasty. So I'll be honest with you, Terry, I would just look at probably just taking it out and yeah. uh, and just start with something well, um, a little different. Cut it, off, down that, uh, cut it down off at the root and yeah, and I would definitely, I would, and I would do a, the root rot on that as well. Oh, okay. Um, because you're going to get a lot of suckers. Like they'll sucker like crazy. Yeah, is that and so fill in and put it in the holes or? Yeah, you drill the holes into the trunk and then yeah. pour in the pour in the powder and then you add hot water after ah. and that activates it and that okay. gets it going. So that's something I would definitely do. Very because good. Because they well, they will sucker like crazy. And if you if you if you are doing that, you might even just want to if you have access to a machine or if someone if you have someone you could hire that I would do a root removal on that, like just remove the whole stump and the root system, because yeah. they there it's a battle with those. Sometimes <laughs> they get going in there. Well, I, I'm yeah. at the age where I'm trying to get this yard into shape so that an old man can only has to mow the lawn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, it's it's important, right? You yeah. Wanna, yeah, no, and uh, just get I'll some good maintenance-free it. things and uh, and do it. Wow. Depending on big area, like sod is pretty inexpensive too, like yeah. depending on to fix it in. But if it's just smaller patches, absolutely, just mix the grass seed in with some good um, three-in-one mix or any of the good soils. I just yeah. I put a heavy mix of seed in with that, and then just put that in the area, water it in well, and you'll be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll right. try and. We send those pictures, but uh, thank you for okay. all your help. Here's. Of course. Thanks, Terry. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <clears throat> all right. I got to take a quick break. You're listening to uh, Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and uh, Terry took a well-deserved weekend away. Um, doing a little touring around Montana here, so hopefully he's having a good time down there. It's a good opportunity to, to do a little bit of that, and uh, 
and do a little gardening. I'm sure he'll probably visit the garden center when he's down there as well somewhere, which is, and we're going to be going up to a red deer on Wednesday, uh, tearing myself. Actually, there is a green industry show where all of us um, in Alberta, and there are lots of people from BC, some of our suppliers that all come in and we all get together and uh, there's a trade show going on. So looking forward to that on on Wednesday. So we'll be able to catch up with a bunch of the folks in our business and uh, be able to do all that kind of fun stuff. I'm going to get a couple other texts here. Um, oh, yeah, that was the that was the one. Hi, Merle. Small backyard lawn. Tired of replanting dead patches from dog pee every spring. Can I put some sort of tarp over it? with maybe leaves on it under without harming the lawn. Um, no, I, I wouldn't do that. It would more suffocate. And plus the tarp I think would be like a cesspool in the spring. All that urine would be sitting on top of that tarp and it would, uh, it would smell really, really bad in your backyard. And I don't think you would want that. Um, what I would probably do is recommend even right now is a perfect time apply the dog spot prevent and if you get on that program each bag of it covers 250 square feet and i would apply that with our green it up lawn fertilizer and it will eliminate your spots and it, it does work very well but you do need to apply it three times a year so it fits in perfect with our feeding program if you apply the lawn fertilizer as well as the um, dog spot prevent you should have very few dead spot issues in your lawn. It neutralizes the urine and it does work very well. So that's that's a problem that uh, we can definitely help. You're gonna have some dead patches from this year if you haven't treated already, if you already have them. Um, but you'll find as well, if you're using our Green It Up Lawn Fertilizer, it's going to recover way quicker as well. You'll be able to, you'll see it fill in those dead spots like crazy. And uh, so I give them a good rake first thing in the spring. And for this year, <clears throat> what I do is put a little bit of soil, um, either the three-in-one or the yeah, three-in-one mix with some grass seed just to get it going. But then after that, if your dog goes in a certain area, which they, some dogs go everywhere, but a lot of dogs tend to want to go in the same spot. Either you can create a little bit of a dog run area for them, or if they're going on the lawn, um, tr apply the dog spot prevent in the areas where they go and it will definitely help um, solve that issue for you so hopefully that uh, helps out as well and here we ooh, look at this this is my amaryllis bulb from last Christmas was wrapped in wax and I took the wax coating off this summer and I've been watering the base there are a few roots showing but nothing major. Should I pot it? Yeah, I would definitely pot it up. It looks like it's actually going to be good. It might be starving a bit because depends if you fertilized it to to rejuvenate that bulb when it went dormant. So what I would do is even fertilize it with a bit of 15, 30, 15. But it looks like you are going to get a bud out there. Hopefully you just don't get leaves. You might just get leaves because if they don't get able to recharge they will just send out lots of leaves and and they're trying to absorb more phosphate. So what you'll do, if you do get just leaves this year, what you want to do is fertilize it, 
um, kind of every couple of weeks with 15, 30, 15. Let it just grow its leaves, do its things. If you don't get any blooms, leave it till about January, February, growing like a house plant with feeding it every couple of weeks. And then stop watering kind of at the end of February, let it die back. And by that time, it'll, it'll all that energy will go back into the bulb. Let it go dormant again, then bring it up next November and you should be fine. But um, you are getting some good growth on there. So it looks like hopefully a bud will pop up the middle, but I would definitely put it into some soil and uh, give it a shot of fertilizer, 15, 30, 15, and uh, you should be fine. Hopefully it will do what you're looking for. Um, yeah, it's good to see those kind of um, bulbs and that all coming in. Um, they become really quite popular again. And I have another text here. Hello, we are pruning up some elms and poplar trees this week on our farm east of Airdrie. Can we save the mulch for under our evergreens? We will put the mulch four inches deep and keep it away from the base. Love your show. Thank you. And uh, thank you for that. Um, no, you, you shouldn't put fresh mulch. I would I would leave it for a year or so and let it age. You, you got to let it go through that decomposing process. So you can put the, all the mulch in a big pile and and just leave it. If you put it right on top, over top of your trees when it's fresh like that, it'll, it, it takes all the nutrients out of your soil. And unfortunately... Um, your, your, your trees will go yellow and it'll, it'll suck all the nutrients out. So it does need to age for that year before you do it. That's why in our, in our bulk bins and that, and anything we use on our landscape project, we use a mulch that's already gone through the decomposing process. And that way, when you do apply it for your plants and that it's not taking anything away from them, it's, uh, it's, it's this there to hold moisture and keep things, um, weeds down, things like that. So good intention, but just let it let it age first before you do that. So, and then you can apply it next year or something if you want. After that, you could get a base of some some stuff that's already gone through that process or, or just, like I said, just wait a year. And then next fall, if you're to do that now, next fall, you should be fine to put that on, let it sit for the summer, go through that process. And you should be good to go. I'm going to take a quick break. And again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403 403- Nine seven four eight two five five. Happy to take your calls. And as we are heading into this um, winter season, if you're doing any of your winter pots, if you like to uh, spruce up the front of the house a little bit, um, it, it is important to get get a get a nice little pot. We use soil, like we just use the three in one mix mainly for um, we fill the pots up with the soil stick the branches we do fresh cuts on all the branches before we put them into the soil and again with our birch sticks and that we don't do fresh cuts or anything on that you don't need to um but we do we do uh birch sticks we have the red dogwood we have cedar um fir and pine 
and lots of blingy things that go with it. So it's uh, it's great. I actually just uh, forgot to turn my ringer off. I got a phone call. So um, I will uh, get back to that guy later. <laughs> and anyways, um, so if you are doing your pots, and then you, so if you mix in in your cedar, your your birch and your dogwood and all that. Um, Wilt proof is the other product. We spray all of our arrangements with wilt proof, and that is the anti desiccant we we talk about. And for your cedars and your tender evergreens, and and also it works great, especially if you're bringing in any fresh greens into your home, like the on the fireplace. And I would recommend waiting until um, later on. Close to the mid to end of end of November before you, uh, I guess we're almost at mid, but close to the end of November, if you're going to be bringing a bunch of greens in your home because they do dry out fairly quick, and you want to have them last through the holiday season. So to get into the last week in November, and that's when we are getting our Western Canadian Christmas trees. I seen on the news the other day they were talking about Christmas tree shortage. Again, down east, and we're competing with all the U.S. buyers. I've decided the last couple of years we are doing Western Canadian Christmas trees, and that's all we do. And it's been great. Customers are loving it. Um, you're getting great trees and at a fraction of the cost. So you're able to get a beautiful Christmas tree, and you don't have to break the bank because it's just getting way too expensive to bring them in from Ontario and back east and all that, or down in Oregon, bringing stuff up. So we are and just fighting for to see what's available <laughs> with all the, um, there's just a, a big shortage as the farmers are getting out of the business and as population grows, blah, blah, blah. So we have a great supply here in Western Canada, and I'm very proud to support our Western Canadian uh, infrastructure and our economy out west here, which we all got to support wherever we can, obviously. And we will be bringing those in the week of November 20th. So looking forward to that. Again, we will have their trees in. Our greens arrive next week and uh, or arrive tomorrow. So all the, all the stuff is getting going. So if you... We're looking to do that kind of stuff. Um, great. Amaris bulbs are in as well. So that and also what are the paperweights at this time of year? We do hyacinths and obviously poinsettias as well. So lots of things to, um, as we head into November, to start gardening inside as well. And if you're looking to grow herbs, I know Lisa is bringing lots of herb plants. Um, and we do have a small selection of seeds that we, we, we carry in the garden center. So a lot of people still want to do some seeding. If you have grow lights, you can definitely grow your herbs and, and those kind of things in the house. Um, it just, the biggest downfall of, in our area is light. Um, so you, you just want to ensure that you're getting the light and brightest spot possible. And then also ensuring um, that you just don't water too often. So anyways, I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary.
Welcome back. Let's talk gardening. Emerald Coombs and phone lines and text lines are open 403 974 8255. And we do have Dean on the line. Good morning, Dean. Good morning, Merle. Thank you. Really enjoy your show every Sunday. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. How can I help you today? I'm wondering about peas. I've been trying over years to get the pea patch going. I have a small raised bed and some. And some kind of hanging hanging baskets as well, which aren't particularly deep, which is probably a problem there. Once you ha- once you put the mesh around to keep the birds away, you know you really hope that they will produce. I'm just wondering whether you yeah. have general suggestions. Yeah, and typically in hangers and things, some of the peas don't do well. They're a bit more of a cooler. If the soil gets too hot in that, they don't like that. They they'll kind of burn out. Okay. So they they do like being in the ground. And with a good, like a good soil, like not necessarily a soilless mix, they do prefer to grow in our, our nice garden loam that we have. And if you have a good sunny spot, um, the good the good loam that we have here, you sh- peas should you should have really good success. Just I wouldn't try and do them like if you're trying to do them in a hanging basket and that they just they just don't do as well. Okay. And of course, you can plant through the season. I'd keep the birds Absolutely. Away. Yeah, that's the the netting is the the bird netting is 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 one suggestion on that. Um, that and that is really the only way is to is this if you get those. What works really good is that if you get the poly conduit and you put some rebar in the ground on each side of the row, and then you kind of bend the the poly rebar or the poly conduit over top just into the rebar and sort of create like a hoop house over top. Right. That's, it's just a nice, easy way of, uh, of covering your, uh, covering your crops with the netting and things like that as well. Sure. No, that's great. The birds are pretty smart. I found that they got into the meshed area as well. <clears throat> oh yeah. I know you have to weigh it down around the outside cause it is nasty. I've had a couple, uh, magpies, especially like they get in there, then they get caught in the net inside oh, my. and then it's kind of messy trying to get them out of there. So, yeah, it's just weighing it down and sort of using those landscape pegs to put the netting into the soil, just to hold it down around the outside. Very good. Um, <laughs> yeah, but and the, and make sure you get the smaller, like the good bird netting, because they have some of the netting with the squares are a little bit bigger, right? And they will try to get through that. So if you get the the bird the the netting with the, I think it's quarter inch or half inch squares, and it, it definitely works much nicer. And do you have to treat the soil? I, I mean, does it require fertilizing? I understood that peas actually produce some nitrogen, so they're yeah, they do. There, there are a lot of times what people put legumes and things like that and peas into into soil um, to, when you're rotating your crops. Um, so it does, but they are they're a bit of a heavy feeder because like, they they grow like, anything with big vines and things like that. They grow. Um, just a good, well balanced. If you're using the soil, if you're using the sea soil. Um, our groundskeeper's pride we have a, a organic garden fertilizer you just sprinkle into the soil that one works really good or if you just want to use like a 20 20 20 on them um a couple times throughout the season but the thing is starting them early like and when you said that you can grow them a couple times they don't really do great as a later year crop either like you, they like to be in early um like first thing in may they like to be in the ground and and then they do well that way and are there any indeterminate varieties that will grow as tall as my sunny side of my house? 
Um, <clears throat> there is some of the scarlet beans, but most of those I find you don't get a great crop. If you're growing it for foliage cover, I would grow something else, right? I would grow hops or other other vines that if you're looking for that. But if you're looking for production, I would stick in the two or three foot ones. Okay. Um, just because our growing season isn't that long and you're not wasting all that energy getting them up there and then for a few little pods, right? Well, you could start <laughs> those indeterminate varieties indoors. Yeah, you, you could again, but by the time they grow there it, it becomes a little it's harder to transplant you, you definitely could but i like i said if you're looking for pure production i would stick with the two or three foot varieties if you're looking for a vine i would go to like a scarlet running bean or thunbergia there's lots of other great vines okay. um, that you could plant that are going to give you more of that kind of coverage if that's what you're looking for excellent thank you so much sense. merle all right take care dean have Bye. a great weekend Enjoy. Bye-bye. All right. Where am I at for time? I'm good. I'm going to go to Les. Good morning, Les. Hi. How can I help you? Yeah, I was just uh, wondering with the lack of snow and moisture, if it's a good idea to water trees or... Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Right now, and I think the water ban is off if you're in the Calgary area. So I would definitely, like I sort of mentioned it earlier, sort of have a spa oh, okay. day with your plants outside. Give everything a good water down, wash off the dust, um, even have I, a little bit of a fresher nozzle. I, I did them earlier, but yeah, it still uh, wouldn't hurt right now. It's been dry, so and yeah. and warm, so a lot of evaporation. Like it's amazing. Like we have a. I have a couple of security cameras at our property at the store and I was just looking at the back gate and there was a hunk of ice yesterday morning, sort of two feet by two feet. Right. Perfect. And it, and, the, and then I looked like checked on the camera later on at the day. I was just curious to see, and that ice was gone. So, and it wasn't really yeah. a puddle, but just gone, melted and evaporated. Yeah. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it does go and it, it is quite dry right now. So anything we can do before freeze up, so this yeah. week, if we can give them everything a, a good shot today and a couple yeah. of times this week, uh, it definitely wouldn't yeah. hurt just to yeah, freeze it in things, for... things are starting to regrow a bit, too. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you know, you'll like get that, but that's and... more the buds forming and that on your lilacs. Yeah. and Yeah, they're really not growing. They're kind of just, they, they set their buds um, for yeah, next yeah. year, so. Yeah, yeah. Right. No, I noticed some, some little shoots on the uh, bottom of my Catoni asters, green ones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. but they'll they'll shut down. We'll get yeah, yeah. this minus five in a couple of weeks here and they'll yeah. they'll shut right back down. Okay. So. Okay, great. Thank Alrighty. Okay. Thanks, Les. Take care. Bye. All right. Yeah, it it is important right now. Anything we can do just to to give them a little shot of water. And again, just that slow deep watering, either throw your soaker hose out there or if you're if you got some time, go over it four or five times, put your water wand. But um, any of your evergreens, if you haven't had the opportunity to give them a good hosing, um, right now is a good time to hose them off. Get the dust or any of the bugs and stuff that's in them, clean them up. It definitely would be great to, to do that for them. They'd muchly appreciate it. And then get them ready for winter. And uh, any dead, damage, or disease branching too that's hanging off your plants, because it just opens it up for disease. So right now is a great time to do that. We'll touch on that after the break, 
And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and we are November the 12th. Plus three out there already, so going to be a beautiful day. So get out and enjoy. Do little things in the yard or go for a bike ride, go for a walk. When can you go for a bike ride in November? Today. Perfect day to do that. So there you go. Get out uh, get out and enjoy. And uh, yeah, should be a good day, hopefully. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open, 403 974 Two five five. I do have another Terry on the line. See, Terry leaves, and I have all these Terry Terrys call me. So thanks, Terry. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Good. How are you? Not too bad, thanks. I have this philanthropist. Uh, <laughs> easy for me to say. Philanthropist yeah. orchid. Okay, philanthropist. Philanthropist orchid, yeah, and. I just know that I've had it for about three years and the, and the flowers come out, you know, they come and go frequently. Yeah. But I've noticed now on the bottom there's these long, I I, did, I couldn't even find it on a picture of orchids, but there's these long, yeah, like, it's rut, the, like big roots sticking things. out. Sorry? Are they like big roots coming out? Yeah, big long rubbery kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's the root. So if they're typically growing up in the trees and wherever they're growing onto a rock, <clears throat> that's what they use to as they grow, and they just sort of they send these tentacles out. And uh, you, if they get in the way, you can cut them off, but they look kind of neat. So you can you can let them grow out of the pot if you want, or yeah, they do look kind of neat there. Yeah, they are actually. So, but I've, I've never seen them grow this big. So I'm just wondering if it was like no, you're just doing the right or... thing. You know, you're doing the right thing. It's keep growing. It's kind of, you might want to look at it, repotting it too. If three years, it's maybe getting ready for a little bit bigger area. Yeah. But if but not, you can just nice... pull it out of the pot and you can you can prune the roots back a bit if you like to. Oh, okay. And it does, like the flowers come in, it's nice yellow and red. Yeah, they're, they're nice actually. How, like how how are you looking after it? Like, how often do you have water it or fertilize? Oh, once a week I give it, like, uh, three three ice cubes of water. Yeah, okay, you do the ice cube method. That and That's a good, consistent, easy way to do it, right? It melts nice and slow. The ice, the water gets into it without just running through it. So Right. Awesome. Do you fertilize ever? Or? I haven't, no. No. Okay. Well, that's good. If you're, if it, you have a good, that means you have a good um, ecological system going in that pot. The, all the nutrients are there for it, so that's great. Yeah, but the one, the one long stem, like it has about five or six flowers on it. Yeah. And the other stem doesn't have any. <laughs> okay. Do, do, are you seeing any buds starting on it? Yeah, there's one at the end of the. Of the yeah. one that doesn't so, have any, yeah. Okay. So that's, you probably, they should be spitting out buds as well if you're getting the sticks. And when they're done blooming, I just, I usually let them die back a little bit, and then I just, I just trim off the brown part. Oh, okay, yeah. And then you should be good. So if you are noticing that maybe 
it it is uh, not blooming quite as prolific as before. You could even just freeze like some ice cubes with the fertilizer. So you could mix the proportionate amount of fertilizer in water, at, like the 15, 30, 15, just mix it to whatever and fill, fill up an ice cube tray and freeze them. And then you could just fertilize them that way too. Oh, and that okay. way the water doesn't run right through. Nice, easy way for it just to soak in nicely. And yeah, they respond well, a lot of people with the ice cube method. Yeah, okay. That's great. All right. Like I said, it's nice and healthy then. It's like it's good. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. No, and those those tentacles coming out, that's that's good. That just means you're it's growing good, it's growing out of its pot, so that's all good. Okay, excellent. Thank you. All righty. Thanks, Appreciate Terry. Have thanks. a good one. You bet. Thanks. Right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. Again, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text. And we got Paul. He accidentally sprayed Roundup on some spots of our lawn a few months ago. Will the grass grow back naturally next year, or do I need to replant it? It, it, You should be able to just give it a really good raking in the spring. If you want, put a little bit of... uh, soil just over top and a little bit of grass seed you should be fine fertilizing with our green it up lawn fertilizer that will definitely help fill in those and uh you must have uh, thought it was the killex instead of roundup i've seen that happen more often than not sometimes you'll see a bunch of brown dots all over someone's lawn and uh yeah they accidentally or they mixed the killex way too strong and then that will do it as well. So you just got to remember there's the two different types of herbicides. Roundup is a non-selective herbicide, so it kills anything green. And then the ones like Killax and that, um, the 2,4-D, they're a selective herbicide. So you can typically spray them on grass, and they will only kill broadleaf weeds. So that's what you want to use in your in your lawn area is the non-selective in the back alley and that in between cracks. That's where you want to use the Roundup, and that will eliminate all that kind of stuff. Anyways, and I got a couple more texts. Getting quite a few texts on the go, which is great. And my question here is, my question is about leaves. Is it better to rake and remove the leaves from the lawn, or is it fine to mulch them into the lawn? I'm okay with mulching, as long as it's not eight inches deep. (laughs) <laughs> on the lawn, I, I think you're better off if you have um, shrub beds and that on the outside of your grass, like in on the sides. I would blow a majority of them into the shrub beds and let them winter all your little bugs, and it gives them and it helps protect your plants over the winter. It gives a little housing for your uh, ladybugs and all that kind of fun stuff. And uh, I would do that if I were you. And who do you have on the line, Renee? All right. Actually, I will go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Hey, Merle. How are you today? Doing great. How can I help you? I've got two quick questions. <clears throat> One, I have a Saskatoon tree that okay. over the last summer, it, it produced fruit, but it had really small leaves and very sparse leaves. So, I mean, it wasn't... You know, it didn't look great, but it did produce some fruit. But okay. it's always been really prolific previously. So I'm just curious if it's done its term or and I should. Uh, no, 
I what I would really do is make sure you water it in really well this fall. Okay. Um, and then fertilize it first thing in the spring, like when it just starts budding, like when early May. Okay. Um, give it a couple of good um, shots of fifteen thirty fifteen, and yeah. uh, and 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 some water as they get old. The sestunes they typically go around a lot of times. They're on hillsides closer to water too. Like they do like it a little bit moist, and then to get the good fruit and the big leaves, it just tells me it didn't have enough moisture when they because it'll gotcha. put some of its energy towards either fruit or leaves so at that time first thing in the spring it's it, it'll mother nature is pretty smart it just it'll shut down the leaf production and it put yeah, a bit okay. more of the energy to to leave or to fruit so what i would do is ensure you watered in really well this fall like right now this week yeah. and then fertilize it first thing in the spring 15 30 15 a couple times sort of once a week through may um, that'll make a big difference, and you should see some nicer leaves as well as some good fruit production. Perfect. And the other question I had you, I've got a green ash that's growing a little bit, and it's catching the, just starting to reach out to the house a little. Would you yep. take those branches off right at the main trunk or just halfway out? I would, I would, depends on where the structure is. Like, I, I would cut it, but if I'm going to cut it halfway, wherever I'm cutting in front of, I look at where that branch, what direction is it going? It's I, still going If it's going those, up, yeah. yeah, so I would go further in. Because okay. you got to foresee kind of thing where what, what it's going to do. So I would go yeah. a little further in. And whenever you're doing any kind of pruning, it's always good to, wherever you're cutting in front of a bud or whatever, kind of which way is it pointing? And you want If it's pointing inwards, you... Yeah. yeah it, so you yeah you want to go further in, take the whole branch out, then probably. Okay, appreciate it. If that makes Thank sense, you. hopefully. Oh, no, that definitely makes sense. All right, perfect. I appreciate your time. Have a good one, Sean. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right. That was a good call. Yeah. When you're doing pruning, it, it is important to uh, have a look at that, and I'll try and chat a little bit about that um, fall pruning here in the next. We did have Mark on on the call last week we chatted a fair bit about pruning as the elm season has started so now we can prune elms through the winter and uh, but right now i'm going to take a quick break if you'd like to join me after the break phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255 you're listening to let's talk gardening on qr calgary Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and the phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. If you'd like to give me a call, um, right now I do have Craig on the line. Good morning, Craig. Hi, Merle. How are you? Doing great. How can I help you? Um, we have a, I think it's called a Sherbert choke cherry yeah, tree Schubert in the front. Yeah. yeah, Schubert choke cherry. They start out green, and then they turn purple. Yes, exactly. So we had it okay. professionally pruned in the spring, but yep. we still have these little like branches growing through the grass. Can I stop that anyway? No, that's just suckering. And and Schubert's are notorious for that. If they're just not planted absolutely perfect, they yeah. sucker. Um, okay. Either they sucker right at the trunk, or you'll get suckers coming up more in the root system. Are you getting yeah. it right by the trunk or everywhere? Or like it, it's a huge tree. <clears throat> Yeah. So like it, it's growing out way past, like it's coming out the root system, obviously, because it's coming out both by the trunk and around the roots. Okay. <clears throat> did they do a pretty heavy pruning on it? Yes, they did. They cut it right back. Yeah. See, that's 
what causes that as well. Okay. Um, see, trees like that, they're kind of, they want to grow 30 feet high. Yeah. So when you try to reduce them like that much, um, it just, they send out all kinds of water sprouts, suckers, everything, because they just, they have so much growth in them. Um, it's sort of like rejuvenation when we talk about that with shrubs, when we come down to the ground. Okay, um, so Schubert's it doesn't have anything to do with overwatering or anything? No, definitely not. Um, so what you really, if you do a really heavy pruning like that, and I really try to avoid doing that with them because it really opens them up for somewhat disease and and then you're going to okay. get tons of growth unless you're removing a whole bunch of deadwood and and doing yeah. it that way but to try and keep it contained it is hard um because they typically will grow they're quite in they're quite a rapid growing tree once they get rooted in so okay. what i'd recommend is get get another get the guys out again either same guys or another arborist and you got to prune out all the suckers and and thin it out again Okay. And and without taking any of the big branching, if possible, and then try to create nice structure, um, because you're gonna you probably have lots of growth up top as well, where it kind of from each one you probably had like five or six come out from yeah. every branch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that all like needs to get thinned out of the bottom too. Yeah, it's just when they when they get a heavy pruning like that, um, that's what will happen. It'll force it to tomorrow okay. grow from the bottom and kind of everywhere it's sending out sprouts everywhere so okay yeah, um, what I've been you, doing you is can like... dig down and cut them out like you can sort of dig down around the trunk cut them out as okay. best you can but yeah okay, i'll be yeah, honest once they get going though yeah i would i would dig down a bit and and get the good pruners in there and try and get down to the root if you can Okay. And uh, cut those out. And but I'll be honest, more so I I would try to avoid that heavy heavy pruning, um, because like I said, that just it, it just it amplifies the issue quite a bit more. Right. So. Okay. Great. All right. Okay. Thank All you. Alrighty. Thanks. Okay. Yep. Take bye. care. Bye bye. Yeah. That um, certain trees you just don't want to do that heavy heavy pruning, and so if you're if you're talking with your arborist. And you're looking to shape. Hopefully, they'll advise you on on, on shaping certain trees. A lot of the the ornamental crabs and things that are much they're better for that for shaping and things like that. Um, the big maydays. Like you have a 30 foot tree that you're trying to keep in a 15 foot space. It's just not going to happen. It, it takes a it's a lot of work and it's a lot of pruning and you're opening up lots of wounds and you're going to get that black dot going through it and whatever else. So. Um, definitely better trees and that's like when you are picking out your tree to plant in your yard um, that's when you're you're at a good garden center you're getting the right advice you they're t letting you know what tree will grow in what area um, and to the to the size limit they have because there is a lot of great front yard smaller trees that will grow in, in our area that are very hardy that will give you the privacy but won't get like I don't even bring in Maydays or Schubert's anymore into my store. I don't even sell them. It's just with the black knot and the and the way they grow, I just think there's so many better trees that I, I just wasn't feeling good about selling them anymore. I know a lot of people are still selling them because I can get them cheap and I can sell them cheap. But I just I don't feel great about them because they they're just not a great tree for our area. They're <clears throat> disease they get lots of disease. They grow, they get that black knot, and like you said, there's this much better trees um, for our area that are more suited for yards and that are hardier 
and uh, and just will have a lot longer lifespan that uh, will will do really good for you. One of my favorites is the gladiator crab. Um, is a great tree. Ivory silk lilacs are awesome. There's lots lots and lots of great um, front yard trees as well. Anyways, um, if you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. And I was talking about pruning and, again, removing any of that dead damage or disease branching. Right now is a good time to get out and look at your trees for that because you are able to see it. You'll see if there's any broken branches or things inside. And if you can reach them, absolutely get up there and, and, and cut them off. If they're anything longer than a, a foot or two, I always take it in three or four cuts, cut a third, a third, and get as you get closer to the trunk. And this the last cut should just be four to six inches. And and then that way you're a lot less risk of, of tearing any of the bark on your tree. And you have to cut a couple more times, but it's definitely worth the results. Um, anyways, um, I have quite a few texts that I will read and go through there. Hi there. I planted in our yard Honeycrisp apple trees. This will be their fourth winter, and last year they didn't lose their leaves in the fall. And I noticed they're starting off the winter the same way. Is there something I can do to help them lose their leaves, or does it matter if they lose them? It really doesn't matter. Um, and th this summer we only got one apple. Again, I would what I would look to do um, on on those is ensure that you water them in really well. Um, this fall here because I noticed you do have them in gravel which is is good but it, it is drier for them and just watch looks like they're planted a little bit of an swale. they just don't want to get too wet as well so what I would do is and they need to get thinned out a little bit they're just getting rooted in so again I would water them in really well fertilize them in the spring with 15 30 15 and Louise, I hope that helps on that um, with 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 your trees because they look like they're doing great. You got them in a nice sunny spot, um, so they should do really well. And and good well drained soil. They're up on a on a slope, so they they should do good. So, but what, they almost need to get thinned out pretty soon because you got a lot of branching going on. So I would look at getting an arborist in just to thin them in up a bit and thin out some of the center branches on them and just get some good structure while they're smaller. Cause as they get bigger, those apple trees will hold a lot of weight. So you just want to ensure that you're creating good structure on those plants. But yeah, unfortunately the leaves, um, the last couple of years, when we get this warmer climate, they will hold on to the leaves and the apples, especially and aspens for, for some reason tend to, to hold their leaves on a lot more as well. So um, for the most part, you should be fine and just water it in and fertilize in the spring. You should be good to go. All right. And I have one more here. Had the opportunity to ask you way back in May and June about beets that were not looking too good. Your advice was to fertilize. Did so and they turned out awesome. But had a lot of fibrous roots on the beets. Any suggestion to lim eliminate the same thing next year? Also have a begonia plant that is slowly dying. Would love to restart in the spring. Um, please. Um, okay. I can definitely on the, <clears throat> when you do fertilize, uh, and again with the 1530, it is for the root and you will get a bit, some more of the root hairs, unfortunately. Um, so what I would do is just 
start a bit earlier in the season and ensure that you create a good soil and adding those slow release fertilizers into the soil um, will make a big difference. So you just start earlier, Marlene. All right, I do have to take a quick break for the news here. If you'd like to join me, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm going to go to the phone line, and I do have Keith on the line. Good morning, Keith. Good morning. Uh, Great show that you have. Really like it. Thank you so much. How can I help you? Just uh, two quick questions. One is, uh, should I do anything with potentillas at this time of year or leave um, it till spring? Abs- I would leave them till spring. Um, and they do very well. If first thing early spring, like even early April, you just trim yeah. the top third off of them or okay. 25% sort of thing, the top, just, just sort of that old crusty, all their old blooms right. and all that. If you yep. just give them a little bit of a haircut in the spring, they they actually perform very well from there. They just they'll send out all kinds of new growth. It'll get nice new blooms. Um, okay. Like I said, they they do perform very well like that, and you can keep them nicely shaped because they can get kind of gnarly looking too when you leave them. They get lots of uh, dead wood and stuff like that. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And also, okay. uh, over the last three to four weeks, my grass has been growing is it okay to cut it right now or absolutely yeah yeah i know i was almost thinking about doing that myself i was looking out there i'd cut mine two weeks ago yeah and i was out there and i was looking i go should i mow it one more time but i haven't i didn't get that much growth so i'm gonna actually just hold off um but absolutely if if you if you uh get the mower out one more time absolutely i i wouldn't hesitate to do that Okay, so. yeah, because it's quite a bit longer than I would like it for the winter. Uh, I'm down in the Medicine Hat area. It's supposed to be 15 tomorrow. Yeah. So it's still, still really nice. Yeah, no, you might as well get the putter out, pl- practice a little bit of putting after you mow it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Alrighty. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, thanks, Keith. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I do, uh, we're pretty lucky we get lots of uh, people calling in from Lathbridge, Medicine Hat. Um, I've had quite a few callers from California, um, BC, um, up until even Edmonton and Red Deer. So uh, thanks for everybody for listening and, and participating, especially in the in the off season here. Calls uh, we definitely slow down a little bit on the calls. So if you do have any questions, phone lines are wide open 403-974-8255. And we do have a few shows lined up. I'm just um, Sheldon from Rage Plus is going to call in in a couple weeks. We're going to talk about his products and also Myrna Pierman. She's our bird expert that we do chat with every sort of three or four times a year. She's going to call in what we can do for our um, bird friends throughout the winter. And if you have any other suggestions or anything, send me a text or or uh, give us a call and let me know um, some ideas of what you'd like us to chat about through the winter. And because uh, it is a time when we can spend a bit more time on certain um, topics and cover them a little bit more um, detailed. Because in the spring, I know the phone lines just ring off the hook 
and it's a, a little bit harder. But I am, uh, we're, Terry and I are definitely planning a few different um, topics throughout the winter to 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 bring some information um, for for the growing season and uh, some indoor stuff for sure. And anyways, I will move on from that point. And I did have someone want to ask about forcing crocus and ask if I could talk about um, that on there. I did. I just texted it and and sent that over to you. I had a quite a long text um, to to force them. And typically, if you if you're forcing them, it, it's just a matter of chilling them over the winter um, for that six weeks and uh, and do that. Also, I have another text here. Hi. If a splash of a splash of Rage Plus was in the ice cube, would that be too much fertilizer? Yeah, you don't want to fertilize with fertilizer. You don't want to mix the two. Um, one, it's a different type of fertilizer. If you're using Rage Plus, we kind of recommend not using the traditional um, nitrogen phosphate potash type fertilizer at that time. It, I would do it. I would let that one use use the Rage Plus for a while get the roots nice and healthy and do all that but then i'd leave it for a while let it sit um use up that fertilizer the rage plus and then i would go into a 15 30 15 and same it just they kind of they don't work great together um they kind of counteract and you don't get the results that you would like to do out of both so i would definitely um i would just use one or the other for the most part and i also got Morning. How do I get my Christmas cactus to flower in a month? Should I be fertilizing it? Absolutely. They do um, um, typically, and the lighting is just find them in a nice, um, good, bright window, kind of east or west location, fertilize 15, 30, 15. They don't need the same light and dark um, as strict as a um poinsettia or whatnot but definitely um the the light triggers them um <clears throat> so you should they'll see most of the cactus that we call christmas cactus are typically thanksgiving cactus they're the one with the pointy um little points on the, on the leaves and if yours are totally round then you probably do have a true christmas cactus and they will activate but the and the, and it's it's not our Thanksgiving, unfortunately. It is the American Thanksgiving, which is closer to mid-November. So a lot of those cactus that you have will typically um, bloom right now. They'll start blooming in the next couple of weeks. And again, typically in Easter. Um, they usually bloom a couple times a year. So you should start seeing that. But a shot of 15, 30, 15 would definitely help with that to get it going. And, and just getting it in some good light would be definitely appreciated for that. And I got a quick text here. And let me see. Oh, that is a Dracaena. Um, that, it's a type of Dracaena, and it is, I have to get the exact name. It, it's, it's not the Warnakai. It is a type of Dracaena. What is the name of this plant? It was outside in the shaded deck all summer. Why do the leaves go all brown at the tips? <clears throat> Typically, that is um, drying out a bit too much and lots of salt. So they need to get water right through the leaves. <clears throat> and it's just being dry. Like it's our humidity levels on these tropical plants when you see the tips going dry. So I would just trim those brown tips off. 
and just just use your scissors straight across and you can cut those off um the brown parts and that it's it's more of a humidity thing so now that they'll be in the house they should do better for you depends if you're running a humidifier <clears throat> but i definitely feel it um especially right now at this time of year i know in my throat and 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 when i'm doing the shows here on on sunday mornings definitely you can feel it <clears throat> and i do have my um, humidifier going i try to keep it at 35 to 40 percent um because otherwise it just and in the summer we were pretty lucky we had pretty good humidity again this year even with it being dry i was kind of surprised it we were still running in the 30 to 45 percent for the most part so a lot of that when you when we're bringing tropical plants into our area when the tips dry a lot of it is just um, desiccation from the air just being too dry all right, I'm going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join me after the break, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I am taking your calls here. 403-974-8255. That is the talk and text line. And I do have a couple of callers. I'm going to go to Carol. Good morning, Carol. Hi. Good morning, Merle. How are you? I'm doing great. How can I help you? Okay, good. With, uh, first of all, I, have, I want to thank you for your show. It's amazing. It's been a really great source of information. Secondly, you were talking about uh, spreading sea soil to amend the, uh, the, the soil in yep. your beds. I have yep. mulch. I have fairly thick mulch by now. And, um yep. It's doing really well. There's a at the at the soil mulch interface. There's a whitish um, thing happening to the mulch. So um, should I just uh, I, or should I just spread the sea soil on top and leave it for the winter to work through, or do I have to work it into the mulch? Do you do you yeah do you like do you have mulch like a mulch cover like a bark mulch cover? Yes, bark mulch. Mm -hmm. Okay, I would typically if you wanted to feed it that way. I typically don't really amend my soil a whole lot when I have mulch because I find that it's almost doing that as it rots. It kind of amends the soil as it goes. So that's and what I that just white use substance. A, oh, sorry. Well, and that's a bit of a fungus growing in there. So there's probably some organic matter that is starting to grow a bit of a mold or fungi in there. Um, could be in a little bit of a wet area. Um, but yeah, that's it's just the soil. It's breaking down the bark mulch, doing its thing. And typically, I just top dress my beds that way, and I'll fertilize. I'll just use more of a granular fertilizer then in my mulch beds, like either okay. a green up lawn fertilizer or or some sort of a if you have like the groundskeeper's pride, like the eight three four or whatever one you want to use through that way, or the water soluble, like just fertilizing right over top with the water soluble fertilizer. And okay. uh, and do it that way because you want the mulch. It kind of it works when it and it seals the soil and kind of creates that weed barrier too. So if you start breaking it up, um, it, it's a lot harder. But if I was to do it, I'd rake all the mulch back. I'd, I'd amend the soil, and then I'd put the mulch back over top. Okay. All right. So you uh, you think I would be better off with sort of something like Rage Plus? Uh, yeah, us. absolutely. Yeah, just just fertilizing with that, mix that with water, and and then just watering in your plants with that in the springtime. Absolutely. Okay, great. Thank you so much for your help. Have a good day. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling, Carol. Appreciate it. All right. 
All right. And we're at for time. We're good. Let's go do Louise. Good morning, Louise. Good morning, Merle. I have Hi, a Christmas cactus. Oh, okay. well, I have a Christmas cactus that's all in buds, not blooming yet, but but you're going to think I abused this poor thing. It's in a uh, southeast window, so it gets lots of sun. It stays there all year long. It blooms Perfect. two or three times a year, and I don't think I've ever fertilized it. So if I do start fertilizing, what yeah, I, I probably use wouldn't. And how often? <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't. If you're if you're having this good luck, because a lot of times um, plants do bloom when they they also get under stress a bit, right? Because then they think they need to reproduce, mm -hmm. especially like azaleas and and some of the potted plants. You'll like when you buy them at the garden center, you'll see like a, an azalea will be totally root bound because typically they'll grow them and they'll grow them and grow them. They get them growing. And then they, they, and once they get rebound, that's when they start blooming. That kind of triggers their bloom. So in a lot of times, if you, pl if you get like a Christmas cactus and you put it in too big of a pot, it has no need to bloom because it's healthy. It's, it's growing. And so they just, they yeah. won't bloom because they're too comfortable. So you need that little poke once in a while, like you're doing. Um, it's threatening with not a lot of food. Um, than the sun so I, I probably wouldn't do it if you were to fertilize I would do a 15 30 15 and I would give it I would only go half strength or something what you're doing because you have it on okay. a good cycle and it's doing well so sometimes don't mess with all the time and I yep. don't know if I should be when I should repot it or anything it's I would wait till after pot. I'd wait till after Christmas or 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 wait till um, Easter when it blooms again because it'll probably bloom right now and then yeah. it probably blooms again Easter for you, typically, I would think. Okay. And I had uh, petunias in my raised uh, garden bed. And, yep. of course, they've all died off now after all that snow. Now, she said, I'd be pulling them out because uh, my daughter had said to me, well, they'll reseed. And I thought, Yeah, they well, don't really I... reseed. Yeah, petunias don't really reseed. They, you might get the odd one, but you're not going to get oh. enough to really So do I should anything. just clear out that bed and take them out. Yeah, turn them up. Okay. I w what I would do is pull them out and and leave the bed really nice and lumpy if you can. Like just okay. stick the shovel in, flip the soil over, leave it nice and lumpy for winter. Um, that okay. would be perfect. It lets it air out, do its thing, and uh, and I planted garlic and I've put mulch over the top of it. When yep. does that mulch come off? Um, early spring, and if it depends early how spring. thick did you go, like three or four inches or two inches? Mm, yeah. A few inches. My daughter yeah, told me you, uh, put lots. Yeah, of I mulch, would just do a. So. Yeah, I would just do a couple inches, and then you can just you can pull some of it back in the spring. I would still okay. leave a little bit on. Um, I've just never early planted spring. it before, so I'm hoping it grows, and it's in a yeah. low uh, planter box. Yeah, I planted okay. a bunch in a planter too, so I'm curious to see how it does. And I so. phoned you a few weeks ago <laughs> about my rose bush that decided it wanted to bloom now. And uh, so I brought it in the solarium, and it has loads of blooms now, and they're awesome. still coming. So, and I know it's not going to last all winter, but uh, no, there's I'm just a good happy chance you'll get all these roses. Yeah, no, yeah, no, keep let it keep growing. Um, yeah. Just watch for aphids or spider mites on it. You might want to get a bit of pure spray green for it, but other than that, you should be good to go. Yeah, I was really happy. I thought this rose bush doesn't know when it's supposed to be blooming, you know, because yeah. all the others 
wasted it in the summer, not this one. But thank no, you, I, and I love your show. So thanks, thank you Louise. So thanks much. for calling. I appreciate okay, it. Take bye. care. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a break, and you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And I got one more caller here I'm going to go to. We're going to go to Gary. Good morning, Gary. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? Good. Good morning, Merle. It's, uh, I have a question regarding... Uh, I've got four of these purple spire columnar crab apple trees. Yeah. Uh, lovely tree. Um, they're leafing out really well, but they're not gaining anything in height. Now, they've been in the ground for about, I'd say, almost three years now. Okay. I'm wondering if they're a slow-growing tree or... They they are quite slow-growing. And the first couple of years, what's were they in pots when you planted them or a caliper? Uh, pots. Okay. Yeah, it usually takes a couple, two, three years. They get all rooted in. They develop more of that before you start seeing some height. Yeah. Um, but they are a slow growing. This this year coming up, you should start seeing them take off. Okay. Because typically on the third, fourth years, when I get calls from customers or clients, when they say, holy cow, it just took off. Right. But there's, so- But you won't see, you'll see six... Eight, eight inches most they don't you're not going to get like two feet of growth or anything okay good uh, there were planted to obstruct uh, uh, a view that we didn't want as well so we're we're wait they're kind of planted in with we've got some aspens call them aspens yep as well and they've been one of them's been going crazy so i'm almost concerned it's growing so fast and so uh, hopefully the uh, the um, sp- purple spires will catch yeah, up. Yeah, the spires, with. they won't, they, they, they're not, I wouldn't really use them for, I guess, a screen. They're going to, I would use them more of an accent plant mm-hmm. in front of the columnar aspen. Yeah. Because the columnar aspen will go straight up. And then uh, I would use the purple spire more of just an accent. If you want something a bit more of a screen i probably would have used the gladiator crab apple okay it grows more of a vase shape a little bit taller a little bit wider because these ones only get like two or three feet wide at the most yes yeah well it's too late now <laughs> yeah i i know i put them along my driveway like i i had a two-foot bed between my fence and my driveway and i planted five of the purple spire because i know they'll still tight and they're not going to overgrow, so it's just more of an accent plant. Yeah, it's. Uh, I love the plant. They're a pretty plant. They're and they beautiful, have, uh, and you get yeah. the pink flowers in the spring. Yeah, and, uh, and they have little apples. I have one more question. For sure. On the front of the house, the developer planted a tree, and I'm not sure what it is, but now it's got tiny little red, looks like miniature crab apples, but they're red now. Uh, a lot of them, and they go into uh, an, uh, uh, when they go into a leaf, they're um, kind of a bullet-shaped leaf, or a little bit wider down to a point. And we're just wondering what that tree is. Um, it, how big are the berries? Um, they're about the size of a dime, or a bit bigger than a dime. 
Okay, it, 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 it'll be an ornamental crab. And is it vase shaped, like straight up, or is it a bit wider? Actually, yeah, it's a bit wider, yeah. Okay. It's, I wouldn't say so it was... it's an ornamental crab. It's probably a Strathmore or royalty crab. Okay. I would say. All right. And it looks yeah. like it's going to get some height on it as well. Yeah, it will, but it goes more wide too. It kind of. Yeah. It, yeah. So okay. it, so just watch that if it gets too wide on you, just do some structure pruning as it grows. Right on. And then the berries are, or the, the I'm going to call them berries because they're more like that. Yeah. But um, it's still full of them. I'm waiting for the birds to come and take them, I guess. Right? Yeah, I seen our first batch of those uh, cedar wax wings the other day, like coming in and there there's a big crab apple tree behind my house and that flock of cedar wax wings hit that and stripped it clean almost so yeah so they'll they'll start coming in this time of year okay well that's all i have for you and thanks very much for your show i appreciate it and thanks for listening gary okay catch enjoy you the rest of your sunday you too thanks bye -bye. take care bud bye-bye all right yeah good show thanks for everybody calling in lots of great calls today um, and I do, I, and I, and I did, and I owe everybody a little bit of apology. I, I have, I did talk about bringing someone to help. What do you, what do you do with all of our harvest with the fruit, the veggies and the potatoes and how to store them properly. So I'll try and see if I can get someone in for next week to do that. Absolutely. And see if we can do that, um, for sure. Anyways, enjoy the rest of your Sunday, get out, do a little gardening or whatever you need to do. And uh, we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary. Nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God! The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry! Hurry! Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.